Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. If you're into cars, get into Repco. Bloody proud sponsors of the Repco Bathurst 1000. This is Race Control with Greg Murphy and Stephen McIver. Welcome to another edition of Race Control with our good friends at Repco. On a Wednesday night, because tomorrow night, India versus New Zealand, the second test exclusively on radio here on SENZ with our very own commentary team featuring Jeremy Coney. One legend to another, Greg Murphy, coming to you live from the estate in Hawke's Bay. Hello, Murph. How you doing, buddy? The estate. You love that, don't you? I do, actually. I do. I live in Hawke's Bay. <laughs> with his many... his room and... There's many estates in Hawke's Bay, Murph, but I don't... Is there? Yeah, there's many estates. You've got plenty of friends with it. Yeah, I mean, you've got a ride on mower, so if you've got a ride on mower, I call it you've got an estate. It's as simple as that one. Play that funky music, white boy. Isn't that the way to start a show, right? A little bit of, uh, a little bit of, yeah, come on. We need it. Well, we, we, we need we need it. We need it to get a get a get a get a mojo on, don't it? Oh, we? get our mojo on. Yeah, well, we can get our mojo on tonight uh, by giving away the uh, bring in the Bathurst eight hundred dollar pack away. All you do is call us 0800-150-811. That's 0800-150-811. and you can be a winner winner chicken dinner with the team at Race Control and Repco. What uh, took your fancy this week in the world of motorsport? What stood out for you this week? Oh, well, it's pretty obvious, I think. Uh, Kiwi's winning more championships, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, well, there was a couple of standouts. One was one was clearly Shane Van Gisbergen winning his uh, second Ripco Supercars Championship title. And the second thing that stood out was um, un- the unfortunate uh, situation on the race 30. Was it race 30 on, oh. on uh, Sunday at Sydney Motorsport Park being uh, rained off? Um, and the conjecture around should have been, shouldn't have been, should have, should have, shouldn't, yeah. you know, and uh, that was um, very, very upsetting for a lot of people. And um, and I have to agree with a, a bunch of them that it was unnecessary to, to stop that race, wow, considering you, they had um, sent other classes out to race and in the same conditions. And and then the big guys, the ones that earn all the money, the only ones that get paid. Um, oh, we, we're not going to send them out to race. They might, they might crash some cars. So oh, so they're playing, the, um, they're playing the millennial tag, eh? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was. I don't know Would what you, it was. Okay, okay. Was, so um, let's back the truck yeah. up a bit, Murph. Would you we've have raced? raced? Worse. We've w- raced and worse. Okay, but even with these cars and the cars you were driving, you still would have raced, right? Because they're not a full wet, are they? 
Are they a full wet tyre? Oh, no, they are. They are uh, no, it is a full wet. It's just not the most amazing wet tyre that's ever been made, but it's something we've all been racing on for years. I mean, I can't remember the last time a supercar was on a different wet tyre than what it's got, so it's not like they don't know it. I mean, they, they raced at Sydney Motorsport Park the other week in the wet. It was fine. Um, in the dark. And so this is in the daylight, and um, they chose to, to uh, not run yeah. it. So lots of opinions about that. Um, I think supercars, um, if they'd had their way, if they were in control of it, not Motorsport Australia, I think if supercars had had their way, it probably would have gone ahead. Um, so it was, um, it was interesting, but a disappointing way to finish uh, the championship for Shane, Dis- disappointing way to finish um, you know that, that regular season, let's call it, even though Bathurst is part of the championship. It's, it's now probably a little bit separated. Um, so it's a di- di- you know, disappointing way to finish those four weeks in, at Sydney Motorsport Park because there was some great racing. And Sunday night's race, uh, sorry, Saturday night's race, uh, there was just an absolute epic one um, that Shane won to um, yeah to take that title, and uh, you know it's uh, all the fans that turned up there on Sunday they would have you know very much wanted and expected a race. So I see that supercars are actually going to refund everybody's tickets, which is amazing. Well, that's 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 a good thing. But what we do know now yeah. is that Bathurst is a go go go. No worries about championship. Now they can go balls out and have a really good time. Now one our first guest on, I actually hadn't realised this, and I am such a thickhead. That our first guest has actually no, dr- driven, but won the twelve-hour Bathurst, right? Twice, yep, yep, in 2017 yep. and then 2019. But has actually driven Bathurst for Nissan, right, in 2016, and I didn't realize for Triple Eight Racing with Shane Van Gisbergen yeah. in 2017. And that guest of ours is the very talented uh, Matt Campbell. G'day, buddy. Hey, how you doing? Mate, we are good. Uh, you're a bit crumpy that you never actually had a, got in the car at Sydney Motorsport Park at all uh, for Kelly Grove? Uh, I actually did. Jumped in the car oh. quickly um, for the co-driver session oh, on the shoot. Friday. Sorry, yeah. get back to get That's right. Get back to Australia in time. But, uh, yeah, good, good to get back in the car. Obviously, it's been, been about four years since I've been in the supercar and just getting used to everything again before the, uh, the 1000 next weekend. Mate, uh, yeah, Murphy, hey, thanks for coming on, Matt. I mean, even though you're an Aust- Australian, um, we're, we're quite happy to, to talk to you. you you've actually, um, you know, uh, I've seen you grow up and seen you do amazing things. And, and, and Stephen, for you, just a little bit of fun fact for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, what's the name of your dog? <laughs> um, yeah, he's actually named Murph. <laughs> oh, okay. Please go. don't tell me you named it after Murph. Oh, there's a high possibility of that, to be honest. Why? Tell me why. <laughs> why, why. Why do you... Why? Okay, so here's the answer. Uh, question, why? Um, look, bit of a background, obviously, a bit of a... As a young kid, a bit of a racing fan, Murph was the uh, favourite driver in Oz, so we got to name him Dog. Can you believe it? Oh, my God. You Can live, you believe you live, You and live now, on as a now, poodle that licks its bum. And now, and now I idolise. Now I idolise Matt Campbell for Actually, what he's doing it, overseas. What's it a dog? Is it? What's it a dog? Is it? Forget about the driving. What's it a dog? Is it? A uh, little Jack Russell. So it's just <laughs> well. yapper. That's perfect. A, yapper. a yapper. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Anyway, very entertaining, um, mate. Uh, I, I mean, I can't believe. I mean, time moves on so quickly. But yeah, 2017, you were sharing a car with Shane Van Gisberg. And I mean, I remember, you know, thinking at the time and talking to you at the time. I mean, what a what a, a an amazing opportunity that was um, all those years ago. And look what you've done done in between. Yeah, look, it was a fantastic opportunity, obviously. And 
And one I thoroughly enjoyed. Unfortunately, it didn't, didn't sort of pan out how he wanted to with, with the results. But uh, nevertheless, it was a, a really good opportunity. And, and obviously, that led on from my um, my first year uh, in the 1,000 the year before with, with Todd Kelly and, and Nissan Motorsport and, and obviously the results mm. from that. So uh, obviously, to jump in with Shane, it was a great experience and, and actually really good uh, learning experience. Um, obviously, that time, uh, been doing the Super Cup overseas and had the opportunity to come back and, and do it with him and, and really learn a lot. So... Uh, yeah, fantastic, fantastic experience. Matt, when you were growing up and you're saying you're idolising Murph, did you really want to be a supercar driver? I mean, is that was that always the ambition? Um, I think definitely early on, you know, I always wanted a, a career in motorsport. And obviously, you know, growing up, supercars was the championship you watched. You know, I didn't really care about Formula One or, or anything like that too much. And that's what I always aspired to be. Uh, and, you know, just took a slightly different path, path, which I'm, you know, really happy with, with where I'm at now in, in my career and, and everything like that. But, uh, you know, it's cool to be able to come back and, and do some endurance races when I have the, have the chance to and the calendar lines up with Porsche. So at least I can still live that dream a little bit. It's, it's incredible to, to see where, um, you know, so many... Aussie drivers and Kiwi drivers, how they manage to, you know, to find um, a space and put themselves into significant drives and significant teams overseas. I mean, you've done it. You know, we'll talk about Jackson uh, Shirley, who you shared the car with at Le Mans this year, um, and so many of the Kiwi guys as well. I mean, do you do you sort of occasionally sit back and sort of just pinch yourself on on the fact that you've managed to come from humble beginnings, come through, you know, the feeder categories, do so well, and now, you know, drive what you're driving overseas for, for one of the, well, if not the biggest manufacturer in motorsport in the world? Yeah, very much so. I mean, you know, looking back and, and when we started to, let's say, set out a bit of a career plan um, in, you know, a few years ago when we were in Carrera Cup and, and what direction we sort of wanted to go with my career if it was possible. And, you know, lucky enough, we've been able to tick every box along the way, you know, obviously winning Carrera Cup Australia and then progressing to the Porsche Junior shootout and becoming a Porsche Junior and moving up through the ranks to a Porsche factory driver now. And, you know, it's obviously, um, you know, it's been fantastic. It's been a very fast-paced career up until this point with Porsche overseas, mm. but... Um, you know, exactly where I want to be and and uh, hopefully will be for, for many, many years, really enjoying it over there. But, yeah, like I say, to be able to tick every box along the way and get where we ultimately really wanted to be, um, you know, it's really rewarding for, for everyone involved in my journey so far. You know, Matt, we've been really lucky to follow uh, Earl Bamber's career with the Porsche and now we get to follow you. And I'm always intrigued, how competitive is the Porsche Super Cup. Because it's all very well to say, yes, you've won the Porsche Super Cup, and people go, wow, there's so many Porsche, you know, categories around there. How competitive is it? Yeah, look, it's obviously, has a, you know, the, the category itself has a really deep, you know, history, um, and you look at the level of driver in it and where they've gone on to in, in different series around the world, and, and if you look at the calibre of driver that's racing and moved on to be, you know, not only a factory driver for Porsche, but also other, other brands like, you know, Audi or, or so forth, um, you know, it, it's for sure one of the toughest. Obviously, it's a selection of, of all the best um, one-make drivers around the world. Um, you know, there's many, many career cups uh, spread all over the world. And, mm. you know, these are the best guys. You know, it's, it's fairly tough. The weekends are really short. Um, you know, it's quite different to a career cup weekend in, in that respect as well, which makes it even more challenging. But, um you know, I only did one year in it, but finally enjoyed it, and it was an eye-opening experience because I really learned so much against the competition because it's so fierce as well. 
Hey, the, just uh, where you are at the moment, you're 26 years old. You, I mean, uh, it's phenomenal. I looked at, I couldn't believe that uh, when I just looked at your age there, that's what you were. I mean, it's just flowing by. Um, and, you, you, you know, you're racing all over the world, doing some amazing things at some amazing events. Um, uh, but there's, there's a lot of you young guys doing this. I mean, how do you feel um, sort of pressure at the moment with where you're at, you know, uh, still to perform at a level? I mean, you're, you're driving AM cars and, and all sorts of different things and, and contracted to do this. But, you know, do you, do you feel any, any pressure compared, you know, the, on the fact that there is so many young, talented drivers out there all trying to do what you're doing? Oh, 100%. I mean, there's always going to be a bit of pressure there when you're – Involved with such a manufacturer as Porsche, um, you know, obviously you've got to do the best job, possible job in the car you can uh, because obviously if you're not up to par, they, they won't keep you around for long. So I think I've been lucky enough to, to move through the ranks with Porsche. So there's really good, um, you know, trust there between both parties. Obviously, they see a future of me, which I think is, is really important, especially at this um, stage of my career. Um, so, yeah, for sure there's still always a bit of pressure there, but um, I feel really comfortable with where I'm at and, and you know, they're um, showing their trust as well. So I think for the future, you know, um, definitely everyone's on the same page and, and looking uh, forward to, to bigger and better things, hopefully. Someone must have recognised your talent, I was thinking about this, Matt, because you only did, spent very little time in Formula Ford and then you're jumping into Porsche GT cars. I mean, uh, was it just a natural thing for you, a natural transition for you that you felt comfortable straight away in a Porsche? Um, yes, I, I mean, I was lucky from my background um, before Formula Ford, driven a lot of different sort of cars. Um, you know, my whole family was involved in motorsports, so was really used to jumping in, in and out of, I suppose, just a, a large variety of, of different cars. So I think for, for the young bloke I was at the time, I had really good experience in the in the vast range, and, and that really helped me to, to adapt a little bit quicker, I think. Uh, and, you know, coming out of Formula Ford, I already had a lot of experience in, in a team top. So, um, yeah, you know, I suppose coming back to, to Murph's comment earlier as well, you know, in if we were going to go down the supercar route or, or overseas and, and ultimately the decision was to, to go down the, the cup route, um, you know, because at the time we had a tough decision if we go, you know, Super 2 route or we go Carrera Cup racing. Uh, and ultimately, we went Carrera Cup racing because, um, you know, it's a global platform, but mm. it can also lead you to opportunities in, in supercars. So we decided on that route. Smart move, Grasshopper. Yeah. Stay right there. We're talking to Matt Campbell here on this edition of Race Control with Repco. It's 7.13. If you want to be a winner and pick up that Bring in the Bathurst $800 pack tonight, you can get on the phone on 0800 150 Jim from Samuka, you're already in the draw, OK, pal? So you don't need to ring again. That's 0800 150 Give us a call. We don't don't take texts on this one because we want to talk to you. And if you've got a question for Matt Campbell, feel free to answer. I'll ask the question, excuse me, 0800-150-811. Back with Matt Campbell in just a tick. Uh, yes, I know it's a Wednesday. We're normally a Thursday. But, of course, exciting news. We, SENZ, have the India-New Zealand first test live with our very own commentary team. We are incredibly excited about it. So Murph and I are quite happy to come back a day early and then maybe sit back tomorrow and listen to some, some good old test cricket. Do you like test cricket, Matt Campbell? Yeah, don't mind it. I mean, it's been a, been a few years since I've been able to tune in, but I'll uh, try to watch it while I'm back home. Good man, just uh, find your SEN, SEN app over there, and or SENZ app, and, and have a listen. 
Hey, uh, mate, uh, tell us about Beth. Uh, sorry, not Beth. We'll talk about <laughs> Beth surely. Le, the Le Mans, the Le Mans 24 hour this year, uh, teaming up with um, with Christian um, there in, in the Dempsey Proton Racing Car, but also Jackson Evans, uh, fellow, well, fellow Kiwi Australian um, and good mate of yours. Um, that must have been pretty awesome. Maybe not the, pos- the, the the end result you wanted, but that's still, you know, four times now you've raced at uh, the great, amazing Le Mans uh, event. That would have been cool this year. Yeah, very much so. I mean, you know, you know, a bit of a pinch yourself moment for, for the both of us. Mm. Obviously, you know, we're best mates and, and living together in Stuttgart as well for the past three years and, and then to be able to finally compete in a race together in the same car was, was quite a surreal experience. So, um, yeah, like you say, we didn't get the result we wanted, but, you know, the experience in itself to be able to drive together and, and obviously do the full WEC season, uh, it was very, very cool. Um, you know, obviously we're best mates and, like I say, we live together, so... To be able to share a car like that, it's a once in a lifetime for sure. What's it like having McDreamy as a boss? Sorry, say again. Do you have Mc, is Mc, Patrick Dempsey, McDreamy, isn't he your boss? Yes, exactly. Um, he, he unfortunately can't get to all the races, but definitely Lamar, he, he comes to. And, uh, you know, he, he's so involved. Obviously, he's, he's done the race before. He needs a racer himself, and, uh, you know, he, he really tries to get involved as much as possible and, and see what's going on, which is really, really cool, I think. You said you lived in Stuttgart. Can you tell me, can you say in German, I really like racing Porsches? <laughs> Unfortunately, my German isn't, isn't that good. I think oh, three years, Matt. Uh, three uh, years. Come best. on. It's not the best. Mate, oh. mate isn't, that, isn't that like the number one thing you've got to do when you're a factory, factory Porsche driver if you want to retain that, that, that status as a factory Porsche driver, be able to, you know, talk yeah. and do, you need to do what Sebastian Vettel did when he was at Ferrari, learned Italian, mate. I mean, how impressive would that be? Ich liebe Porsche. Ich liebe, I love Porsche. Ich liebe Porsche. Would that be right? That's pretty close. Exactly, but uh, <laughs> certainly at one point I, I'd like to be fluent in, in the future years, but, but this is still uh, quite some way away. You don't even know. You're just saying, yeah, of course. You were just, you're just playing oh, with us right there. Hey, uh, one one championship that you have been involved in, and Murph and I are sort of getting quite excited about it because it's, it's, it's merging, and that's the IMSA WeatherTech Championship. What's that comp, do you think, like now? What's it going to look like? Yeah, I, I think it's really exciting times, and, and not only for IMSA, but also the WEC, obviously with the new, new regulations coming in for, mm. for Hypercar and LMDH in 2023, and, and are both series running through the same regulations, which I think is really, really cool. It's showing a lot of interest from obviously a lot of different manufacturers, and, and it's for sure the new golden era, I think, of uh, sports cars and, and endurance racing. Um, which is really, really exciting. You know, it's a bit of a shame that the likes of the GTLM and, and GTE categories will have finished or, or will finish like in the WEC probably uh, next year. But uh, in saying that, obviously, there, there's a new era coming and, and it looks really, really exciting. So uh, hopefully we can we can be a part of it and, um, yeah, see, see where we go. Obviously, Porsche will be there and hopefully, um, you know, I, I could be in a position to be in one of those cars as well. Well, I mean... That's that's all part of the, the plan, isn't it? I mean, has has sort of there been indications or discussions in any way, shape, or form? I mean, are you are you pretty confident about where you sit currently that that you are going to be part of those plans moving forward? Look, for sure, there's some uncertainty there, but um, you know, I think mm. myself, I'm in a really good position with Porsche um, and 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 moment in my career. You know, obviously one of the, the younger drivers at Porsche. Um, and, and a factory driver, so for sure I'm, I'm, I'm in the mix, but um, you know, still obviously a long way away. You know, it doesn't start until 2023, so 
I'll just keep trying to knuckle down and, and do my best job possible uh, for Porsche in these current times. But, um, yeah, for sure, it would be an absolute dream. You know, when I joined yeah. Porsche back in 2017 as a junior, they were still in the LMP1 program and, and Earl was there. And, and for sure, that's what I aspired to. So hopefully I can live out that dream and, and get to that level. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I have no doubt that uh, you'll be able to do, to do the job if, if given the chance, and I'm, I'm hopefully you will, mate. Hey, uh, let's talk Bathurst. Obviously, it's coming up next week. Um, I, I assume because of the the date change, um, I haven't looked at all your dates where you were earlier in the year in October, but I'm, I'm assuming that uh, this has allowed you to, to be here and, and race, which is awesome to, to come back again and, and have another crack. Uh, how are you feeling about it? Um, you know, what do you think so far about uh, what you've seen? at KGR and and um, what the prospects are? Yeah, look, obviously just really excited to be able to get back to the mountain. It's been a few years since I've been in the supercar up there and and the opportunity presented itself and I, I just took it as, as quickly as possible. Obviously, Earl uh, had a few date clashes and conflicts and uh, with the, the new rules and, and no quarantine uh, for entry into Sydney and, and Victoria, um, you know, it's it worked out perfectly with dates and, and, and took it. I uh, came straight from US and, um, yeah, really looking forward to getting up to the mountain. Obviously, you know, Kelly Grove Racing has had a, a tough run in the last few events at Sydney, but, um, you know, they were fast there earlier in the year and, and it's a different style of track and, and, you know, yourself as well, you know, anything can happen at the 1000. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll be giving it a red hot shot, but uh, just really happy to be back in supercars and, and back for one of the best races. Well, you're in a brand new car pretty much, isn't it? That's, that was, that's been a new car, what, only done about three or four races, correct? Or, or is it the Sydney Motorsport round where it was came in fresh? Correct, yeah. It had the, it's done four events so far, so it's still a brand new car, um, you know, obviously. It's uh, unfortunately hasn't been as quick as they would have liked, but um, you know, like I say, the mountain's a different story, and, and a brand new car or bear, I'm sure, will be fast. How, how do you how do you win Bathurst in that car, mate? By driving that, fast, Stephen. I said, how do you? Thank you, Greg. Uh, how do you win Bathurst in that car, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> good, good question. I think we'll have to wait and see until Sunday. You never know what the mountain's going to throw at you, but. Uh, I think, you know, myself and Andre, um, you know, we can have a, a really good good shot for sure. Yeah, I know. I think you do too. I mean, you've been there. You know what to expect. You know what it takes. Um, I think the cars are probably quite different to what they were when you last drove one as well from, from what everyone tells me. I was looking forward to actually having a steer uh, in some sort of practice just to see the difference. But everyone says that the, the downforce that they're creating has, has changed the way you can drive the cars. So, you know, um, thing is possible up there. Hey, just quickly before we go, but um, so plans for next year. When does it start for you? Uh, Daytona, are you doing Daytona 24-hour? And then what happens from there? What's your program? Yeah, so, um, you know, obviously this time of year, everything's just getting finalised for next year. Um, but for sure, my, my main program will probably uh, be in, in US. So first race will be IMSA. Uh, and at the moment, that, that's that's all I sort of know. There's still the, the final details coming in for the for the remaining championships. Um, obviously, in the last few years, competed in, in quite quite a few championships in the in the one season. So uh, yeah. been busy, and, and I'm sure it'll be the same next year as well. Hey Matt, I, I noticed your what your first car was a Datsun 1200 Coupe. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. That's the car I started out, I suppose, my motorsport journey on when I was 14 and, and still on to today. See, because I think Murph, what's your, what what car have you still got? Did you... I've got a... No, I've got a mine's a, mine's a sedan. That's a 1200 SS sedan. So, yes, we, we, we come from the same same mould, Matthew and I. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Matt. Oh, I heard that dog yapping in the back. So maybe you want need to take it for a walk. It's probably dying for a leak. So go take Murph for a walk, and I'll deal with the other one uh, for another hour and a half. Matt Campbell, thanks so much for spending some time with us. Best of luck in the big race, buddy. Have a yeah, good one, Matt. Thank you very thanks, much, buddy. <laughs> Matt Campbell, Matt Campbell, our Ripco feature interview. Murph, unbelievable. Another brilliant one. Another. Unbe- yeah, but how, how good is he? I, wow. What a talent. Mate, what he is a talent. And he's one of these guys, again, Murph, flies under the radar, right? Flies under the radar. Well, he's, yeah, those that, um, those that obviously uh, know him and then... And there's plenty of people that do watch what's going on who are, you know, love watching the sport and, and following talent like that. And, you know, but he is overseas in a lot of the championships, although we do get the WeatherTech uh, Championship on Sky Sport. But, you know, this other stuff that he's doing, it does fly on the radar a little bit. And, and a lot because I suppose it's it's also some of the stuff he does is at the AM category, so GTM mm-hmm. um, stuff. But, um, yeah, he is he's a star and he's going to be a factory driver, <laughs> I, I, I reckon, for Porsche for a very long time and get to drive. Um, you know, some of the coolest sports cars in the world, and so he deserves it. Are you okay, or are you just going to laugh? Aren't you embarrassed that you, he's named a Jack Russell after you? No, I'm, I'm on it. A small little yappy dog. Yeah, I'm on it. Okay. You can I'm, move on now, Steve. It's I'm, not I'm, that funny. I'm, oh, well, I, well it, it does feel funny to me, okay? I'm glad you're funny. I'm glad well, you're funny. Well, I'm glad. Hey, uh, by the way, no surprise, uh, Macaulay Jones got confirmed. Uh, Dad gave him that seat for 2022. <laughs> You've got to pull yourself together now, right? <laughs> All right, that was the Repco feature interview with Matt Campbell. This is Race Control on a Wednesday with Murph and McIver. It's 7.28. We're going to talk uh, another fave of ours. Avalon Biddle talks, uh, well, the final the final round in our new champion in World Superbikes. Her, her, her man crush, and that's Top Rat, Rat Sagly Oglu. Say that quickly. And by the way, you want to call us? 0800-150-87. Tonight we give it away. The $800 Repco bring in the Bathurst pack. So call us. You could walk away with the Man Cave pack. Murph, get him up. Murph, settle down. Settle down, Murph. Settle down. This is Race Control with Greg Murphy and Stephen McIver. That's, uh, that's uh, Murph. Murph the dog. Just because if you weren't listening, Matt Hilarious. Campbell. Oh, can, can you just have a little bit of fun for once? Indulge me just at least once. Seven thirty-three. No. Oh, come on, mate. Seven thirty-three on this edition of Race Control. They're good friends at Repco, and it's time to talk two wheels now. Avalon Biddle. Hello, Abby. Hi. How are you guys? I don't know, but how are you? Oh, how are you uh, doing? Uh, getting your engine? You're rebuilding an engine. I see you posted on on your Instagram account. You're rebuilding an engine. I am. Yes. Yep. Um, I had a very bad start to the season last year and bought up my bike and practiced um, on the first race weekend of the season. So I think then it's been sitting in a crate. And um, I'm thinking oh. something went through the engine, uh, maybe a loose screw or bolt. So it was quite badly damaged. So, um, yeah, we are working on it at the moment. And it's all coming back together. It's been a really, really fun process. So, I uh, really enjoyed getting involved there. So this is something I didn't know about you. Are you a qualified mechanic? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm... Um, I can do the basics, but I, in terms of a race bike, I generally don't really trust myself 
Um, especially on race day when you've got a lot of other things going on. It's just so easy to make a mistake and it's all pretty costly at 200 plus k's an hour. So um, like on race weekends, I don't really touch my bike. But um, yeah, I can do the basics and I've really enjoyed uh, learning a bit more and going further for the engine. Isn't she just a ray of sunshine, Murph? A learner, wants to yep, learn. She hey. definitely is. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you know that's what what it takes, doesn't it? When you you know when you're trying to work your way through, you gotta gotta do everything, don't you? You've got to do it all. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't uh, say I have it really tough because I'm actually an Acerola at the moment uh, on a bit of a ladies midweek road ride. Oh God, we've ruined it for her. Oh, oh, Acaroa. Is that why the reception's a bit dodgy? Because you're in Acaroa? Yeah. <laughs> so how many, how many ladies <laughs> are there and what are you doing? Come on, spill before we talk bikes. Um, there's about 20 of us. And, um, yeah, just riding road bikes. Um, oh. I'm on a Zen 650 Kawasaki. Oh, and, so it's like bikey um, chicks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, that sounds yeah, cool. So, here, um, here I was thinking you were sort of having one of those, you know, sort of hennies type of weekend. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. So uh, time away from work is spent in the garage or on road rides, so I can't really complain. Life's pretty good at the moment. Oh, right. Right. Let's, um, well, let, let's move on to, um, you know, what we're here to talk about, and that's motorcycle racing of the international flavour. How happy are you that um, Top Rack is the champion of World Superbikes? Well, so I, I am really happy. Are you guys happy? Yes. Yep. He, he deserved it, right? And I think, like, the response that I've seen on social media kind of um, has been pretty cool because, obviously, I was happy, but I kind of always thought that he was going to win it. It just... He wasn't going to give up um, and had a pretty decent point lead. But to see the response on social media has been pretty cool. Um, a lot of, like, ex-past champions, even Mark Marquez um, and guys like that congratulating him, uh, doing little posts and stuff. So pretty cool to see um, how happy everyone is for, for a young Turkish bloke to now be world superbike champion. I think it's um I think there's a lot of respect though, isn't there? How he went about it. I mean, I think how exciting it was and how he really took it. He didn't he didn't get it handed to him in any way, shape, or form, did he? He he worked his butt off for it. Sometimes you know, not so much in motorcycling, but lately. But saying that, then Jonathan Ray has won how many in a row? How many did he win in a row? Jonathan Ray, six, six, six in a row. So you know, in some ways, you can sort of say that he had it his own way in some respects. And some of those championships, he probably, you know, he did, he's had to fight hard, but probably this one, you know, epitomised hard work and hard graft and, and putting it on the line. And so I think a lot of people probably got respect for that, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think he brought that next um, level of riding to the championship. Um, kind of probably like we saw Marquez bring in MotoGP uh, all those years ago now and... Um, but yeah. he, he did yeah. it, yeah, as you say, in a, in a really uh, respectful way and earned respect from others by doing it. So, um, yeah, very, very impressed, um, as, as with everyone else. You know what they made this special for me was that Toprak actually didn't win any races in the final weekend. He got second to, to clinch the championship. But Jonathan Ray reminded everybody that he is still a force in the game. <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely, two race wins, one in the wet, one in the dry. Um, both of them were awesome races as well. Like you could look, he wasn't yeah. handed those on a plate for sure. Um, there were some pretty epic battles going on, and yeah, I did really like the touch of respect from Johnny at the end there, where he um, pulled over, and you could see them doing something on his bike, and you're like, oh my god, what are they doing? Is he going to make a fool of himself? But um, they were taking off the number one sticker and putting it back to sixty five. Yeah. Um, it was pretty cool, pretty neat little touch of respect here from him. And, uh, yeah, he definitely will be back again next year to battle just as hard as he did this year. Yeah, and, it, and it's not going to be easy again next year either. I, actually, I haven't been able to find, I was looking, and you might uh, remember, um, prior to this year, the, the three years, I think it was, that Toprak was in World Superbikes. What, where did he finish in the championship? Can you Do you know? I'm not 100% sure either. Um, I'd say within the top five, he had a few race wins, um, which I yeah. think we kind of forgive about with Kawasaki, actually, yeah. um, in a satellite Kawasaki team. And, uh, yeah, interesting, he moved to Yamaha because Kawasaki wouldn't give him a factory seat, um, which is pretty quite a big move, really, because uh, his mentor, Keenan Safoglu, uh, I mean, we all know Kawasaki's are the best, but aside from that, um, <laughs> his uh, mentor, Keenan Safoglu, had been really loyal to the brand, um, and, yeah, they sort of packed their bags and said we're going somewhere where he's getting a factory of his seat because he deserves it. Um, and I think, yeah, he showed uh, that that was the truth. So, yeah, I, I yeah. saw him racing when I was in Europe in the Superstock 600 Championship, and, and he was a pretty phenomenal rider back then, so... Um, Super, it was only like, a matter of time. Distinguishable with that stoppy that he still does on the break. Um, yeah, he did that every lap, even back then, all those years ago. So, but that's what um, his dad. That's what his yeah, dad did too. Back. Apparently, apparently his dad was big on the stoppy too, right? And that was sort of like a bit yeah, of a, an, an homage to his dad when he did the stoppy. That's why he was quite emotional about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very um, famous stunt rider in Turkey. Um, his father, and unfortunately, killed oh, wow. in a road accident. Mm-hmm. A few oh, years ago, so good. yeah, pretty unfortunate he didn't get to see um, where Top Racing has ended up. But I think he's got a really good support network around him. Those um, Turkish guys are pretty awesome. Do you think he goes MotoGP so you, in two years' time? Sorry, Murph. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll be there in MotoGP. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, we I think everyone would look for. Just uh, have a quick think about what you reckon for next year. Um, obviously, he's going to be very fast. Jonathan Ray will be very fast. I mean, the top three this year, Scott Redding, uh, um, the top three separated by 64 points at the end of it. And there was a monster, monster gap then back to Andrea Locatelli. Um, it was over 200 points, 210-odd points um, back from Scott Redding. Who's, who's going to be able to step up next year? and take the fight to those three who were just so sensational in 2021? Oh, yeah, it is definitely going to be tough and, and interesting yeah. with um, Scott Redding on the BMW, whether he'll be competitive or not. We did see... I found it interesting. We saw, saw both Vandermark and Tom Sykes competitive quite often in the wet this year, but, I mean, they were, they were fast in the dry, don't get me wrong, but they weren't there winning races, were they? Um, whereas they seemed to be a lot closer in the wet, which kind of in, maybe indicated the bike wasn't isn't quite competitive yet. So, yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see where we end, um, where we see Scott Redding next year. And then I think, as we spoke about last week, I think those MotoGP boys coming over, um, I think they're going to be 
pretty pretty darn quick. Um, and also lucky Kelly. Mm. I think uh, the young Italian super impressive. He, he ended up fourth, I think, in the championship uh, in his first year on Superbike. So I definitely think um, young Andrea Locatelli is one to watch. Turn my microphone on, Stephen. Uh, all right, uh, now I have to apologise to you because I didn't realise I forgot to tell you we're on a Wednesday and we've, we've pulled you out of dinner, haven't we? It's totally fine. She's a good sport. She is a good sport. She is a good sport. How many many vinos have you had? None. I'm I'm riding. I've got a a good 100k ride home. Oh, oh, what? Tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, so this is like a day trip? No, it's just, no. 100k doesn't take long on a motorbike, Stephen. Yeah, oh, oh, excuse um, me, sorry, sorry. No, just an after, just an after work, sort of a social ride. So, oh, um, a social ride. Oh, good stuff. Oh, well wow. Done. Okay, good so what's for dinner, by the way? That's lovely. Uh, fish and chips. <laughs> okay, definitely a social nice. ride. All right, hey, Av, always a pleasure. <laughs> nice. Hey, uh, when, do you ne- when do you race next? Um, first weekend of January is the next big uh, the next big outing, unfortunately, with the uncertainty around those alert levels and the and the traffic light system, um, all our racing got postponed. So yeah, first weekend in January in Christchurch um, will be our next big outing. Okay. So I've got more time to finish that engine off before then. <laughs> I've got to say, I've never seen anyone so happy with a some big some tool inside a inside an engine. You look very happy. Oh, don't 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 go there. Don't go there, Stephen. Don't go there. I wasn't. I was just asking the queen. Have you go and have a look at the photo? She's holding some big long tool. tool? Well, oh, okay. Av, drive safe. Ride safe, okay. Yeah, will do. Will do. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks, as always. Have a long day. Have a day. great one, Ev. Thanks. <laughs> Fish and chips. That's That sounds like a pretty good night, eh? A hundred k's from yeah, Christchurch to Akaroa. A whole, whole lot of bikey chicks. Yeah. I, I don't think they'll mind me calling them that because I thought when she said I've got a ladies, so it was one of those those hen-type things to go out and nap. You have a bit of a, a boozy old weekend in Akaroa, no. but it sounds like a whole lot of fun, doesn't it? Uh, uh, they throw their leather They throw their leather on, Stephen, jump over the, go there. Uh, on the saddle on the motorbike, and off they go. It's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think all the nuances, leathers, saddles, tools, whatever. Hey, um, if you want to have a crack at this pack, winning our Bring in the Bathurst $800 pack from Repco, then give us a call now. 0800. We're giving it away tonight. We're giving we? it away tonight, yeah. 0800 150 If you have not rung before, then get on the block because we're not taking texts. We want to talk to you. If you've got a question for Murph about Bathurst or anything you've heard in the last 45 minutes, then call us 0800 150 because we're bringing the Bathurst. <laughs> I don't have satin shoes. I have loafers. Worst thing I've ever worn in Bathurst. Pink shirt and loafers. Walked in, walked, I walked into a pub in Bathurst with a pink shirt, jeans and loafers and was instantly... I can't believe you're actually willing to tell Instantly taken the pee out of by the locals. You know what they call me? You'll love this one. Have a guess. And some guy goes, Hey, Fabio's just walked in. G'day, Fabio. You must be a Kiwi. 
I got absolute hell for that, but I felt comfortable. They were playing this huge Jenga Murph. What's the famous pub in Bathurst? That big one, uh, sort of... The Oxford. The Ox, the Ox. They had, they had the ginormous Jenga, and Fabio was in the house. Gosh, thank goodness I didn't have. Wasn't the time when I, I had uh, highlights in my hair. Clearly, re- you clearly did not think <laughs> about re- where you were going. Didn't didn't read the room on that one. And my mates always remind me when they want to take take the Mickey out. They say, "Hey, Fabio, how are you, Fabio?" Although I've got to say, Murph, having full size Jenga that looks pretty cool. That's something to have you ever played that. <laughs> I mean, big so I like big Jenga, like like logs, not little Jenga, like logs. It's about six foot high. I think the, this is a motorsport. Is this a motorsport show? No, yeah, but uh, but this is uh, well, it's Bathurst, man. That's a, a a thing of Bathurst. Obviously, you haven't. And, and have you been to the Ox? Have you did go to the Ox? Been there heaps of times. What are you talking about? Oh, okay, well, all right. We're just you saying. It's iconic. I know, okay. It's, it's, a, it's a part of the fabric. Actually, when you won, would you have gone to the Ox and got absolutely totaled? No, we went to the, we went to the um, uh, RS, RSL. Oh, wow. That's old man territory. Yeah, the Bathurst Leagues. The Bathurst Leagues RSL. Oh. <laughs> that's, where it, that's, where it all, that's where it all went down. Well, that's where it's all going Bathurst. down. Hey, well, you know what's going down yeah. soon is the very first Saudi Arabian Grand Prix in the mm. Jeddah Street Circuit. I was looking at just some of the, 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 the stats around this. So it's the second longest track. It's not finished yet, but I think it's going to be finished. 6.1 kilometres. This is what gets <laughs> me. better hurry up. 27 cur- corners. 27 yeah. corners. There's a 12-degree banked corner on it. How about that? You know, a bit like the Dutch one, but I don't know how that yeah. was. Uh, the average speed, they reckon, 250 clicks. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, wow. it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how this all shapes up uh, for Formula One going there. Because these new circuits are, uh, yeah, uh, not necessarily always that easy to pass on. The, some of the designs aren't exactly uh, racing friendly. So, but, you know, it's, it is exciting that they get to go to a, a brand new facility for Formula One. Yes, fingers crossed it all goes well and it all goes smoothly and they have uh, prepared accordingly. But, I mean, I've looked at some of the pictures and it, yeah, it looks it looks spectacular. It's so, epic, mate. It's um, epic, and there'll be a lot of sand about, but they've just had sand in Qatar as well. But I just, you know, two weeks ago, they were concerned that it wasn't going to be ready. Two weeks later, working 24 hours a day, uh, they're, mm. they're just about ready to sign off. It. It's just unbelievable. Hey, but how unbelievable was to see Alonso uh, podium finally? Haven't been waiting this one for ages. Seven years. Seven years Seven since years. he's been. I remember, he had a few years away though. He wasn't yeah. here the full time, but um, but uh, yeah, a, a, a amazing drive. It seriously, was an incredible drive. Qualified very well, and then and then just drove uh, beautifully all the way through that that event. He he was smart as well. He he didn't bother fighting um, Max Verstappen on the way through, um, and just was very focused on knowing, you know, what he could do. And I think uh, Red Bull uh, made some um, some mistakes around what they did with Perez. Uh, they did him on, you know, put him on that two-stop strategy, uh, whereas Alonso was on the one-stop, and and that, um, and he was fast enough and uh, able to to drive it uh, accordingly to to get there. So it was it was a, a an amazing effort. It was fantastic to see him back on the podium, and you could see how. how um, happy he was, how emotional yeah. he was about it. It was phenomenal like it. to see his face and how excited he was about achieving that. It was a great weekend for um, Alpine uh, overall, so it was, it was awesome. I told you that story, eh, having seen him at Melbourne. He's, he's tiny. He's the size of a jockey. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, tiny, no, like, uh, teeny, teeny, yeah. tiny. 
Yeah, yeah. No, he's not not uh, the biggest biggest bloke. We are actually after after eight o'clock. We're actually going to be talk, talking to one of the tallest drivers going around. I had the opportunity to talk to Hunter McElroy, uh earlier on today, and we're going to play that interview after eight o'clock. Hunter McElroy is six three. Now, yeah, <laughs> not exactly your um, petite race car driver. Well, uh, Mark Webber was pretty tall too, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, he might have been similar. I don't know if he was that tall, to be honest, but um, definitely Hunter has a challenge fitting himself into <laughs> a single-seater race tub uh, that aren't designed for him. But then uh, I think, um, isn't, uh, what's his name, Russell? Um, he's pretty tall as well. He's going yep. to drive for Mercedes. Yeah, what's, what's his name? name? Oh, yeah. yeah, I yeah. know. Uh, yeah, Russell, thingy. yeah, that's, that's thingy. the one. Thingy, oh, mate. thingy. Uh, stick around, 0800 150 after 8 o'clock. We talk to Hunter McElroy about going to race Indy Lights for Andretti Motorsports. No, Stay with no, us. Yeah, yeah. On exciting Race Control. Stuff. Very exciting. SENZ on a Wednesday evening because we have live test cricket between India and New Zealand tomorrow night. So make the most of that with our very own SENZ exclusive commentary team. It's just gone 8 o'clock with Stephen McIver and Greg Murphy and with our good friends at Repco. And speaking of that, the Repco Bathurst 1000 is not too far away. And something Murph and I need to have a wee chat about before we get here from Hunter McElroy is Murph, the matchups, the pairings for Bathurst. You know, I'm, I'm a little excited about this because I think you and I both agreed on Sky Speed on Tuesday night, that was last night, uh, that SVG and Garth Tander are the number one combination that everybody's going to be chasing. Would that be fair? Very fair, Stephen. Uh, I, I just, it's the same as last year. They were just, they're just too powerful as a, as a combo. Um, you know, Garth uh, still drives like he's a main game driver. He, he's just uh, so in tune. Um, obviously, uh, has a has a good relationship with Shane. Um, they work together really well, and and similar size as well as far as height. It just all works for them, and um, there's a lot of trust there, I think, from Shane towards Garth as well. Um, so I just think they stand out. Jamie Winkup, Craig Lowndes, it's a good combo. Old, but old. I just don't. Well, not <laughs> yeah. I think Jamie's still really good, yeah. but you, oh, yeah. we can see in the in the last four weeks that he just hasn't been able to. Uh, you know, take it to Shane and uh, for a full race, you know, length mm. um, event. And it, Shane's always seems to just have that little little bit extra on him. And Craig, well, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's I think he's not far away from maybe pulling the pin. Um, There's a few distractions there. Talk to me about well, De- so. talk to me about Di Pasquale and Albert Delberto. Yeah. What, yeah. So mm. clearly, clearly, Anton has. Has found what's he found um, coming back to you know Sydney Motorsport Park you know after that after that extended break. I mean he was showing some really good speed before that. He's you know had some uh, some really good results. 
but then all of a sudden they've they've obviously you know really looked deep into maybe what was missing maybe looked at some data I'm sure they've been looking at data between him and, and uh, Scott McLaughlin a lot uh, but they've worked something out and, and he just came out with just so hot didn't he yeah um, so so really really hot and so he he's going to be super fast up there there's no question that that car is going to be quick is Tony going to be able to support in the same way that Garth Tander uh, would or James Moffat with um, with Cam Waters, no, I just, you know, Tony's good and he's been around a long time doing it, but I just don't think he's going to be able to, to compete on that same level. Let's, um, let's so talk, it's let, going to let them down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let's talk about Cam Waters and Moffat in just a moment. Got, got a couple of calls here. Jim, have you got a question about the uh, pairings, have you? Yeah, just just um, move top five pairings because I don't have um, Sky. I was just wondering. Oh, oh shame on you. That. And um, just get sport, just get, get Sky yeah. Sport for one week. Yeah, I've got a brother that that pays the bills, so he'll do. <laughs> <laughs> I normally go and watch it with him anyway. We normally always watch it together. So, but are, are there oh, any Kiwis you. actually paired together? No, uh, there isn't. There isn't any uh, team. Well. There was going to be, Andre Heimgartner was going to be sharing with Earl Bamber, but that's changed. We had uh, young Matt Campbell on before, so it, Matt Campbell is with Andre Heimgartner. Um, listen, the top five, it's its its not that easy to pick it. I think uh, we said before, number one is Shane Van Gisberg and, and Gartana. I reckon my number two is, is Cam Waters, James Moffat. I'm going to put... Um, yeah. I think uh, Tony Delberto with uh, uh, Andre Di Pasquale. Um, I think they're going to put them in there in the, in the top five for sure. Uh, Jamie Winkup, Craig Lands are in the top five. They well, are. I must mean, do I, I, I don't know. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I think they're definitely there as well. Um, I don't think the, the two Davison brothers, um, uh, Will Davison and... Uh, his brother, oh my God, that's terrible. Alex. His name has completely... Alex. Alex, there you go, is uh, going to... George Russell, ...really just be strong enough. Eh? George, George Russell. Yeah, George, yeah, I'm shocking tonight with the names. <laughs> um, Senior And moment. I think a, a couple of roughies are going to be... Um, I reckon the, the both the Erebus guys, the, the teams there, are, are, are going to be you know very good, especially if those cars roll out of the truck uh, next week, Stephen. Mm-hmm. If they roll out the truck and they are competitive out the box, then then the, then they're going to they're going to get um, some. I think they're going to get some momentum quite quickly. You know, I'm I'm intrigued because I asked you on speed last night, Heimgartner Campbell, and you went yeah, mm-hmm. you gave it a meh. But that's a new. It's, Not it's, because it's, of the two drivers. You Not just because just of the you just think the car's slow. Well, I just don't think the the team's got this, um yeah got the goods there and and providing those guys with the tool to to do the job. Hey, I'd be, I'm I would hope I'm proven wrong because I'd love to see Andre very competitive, and we know I, I think he's very capable, and I think Matt will support him brilliantly because he's just he is he's that good. So you know, fingers crossed that I'm wrong. Uh, there is one other combination that I like the look at. We spoke to Jack Perkins mm-hmm. last week, I think it was, or two weeks ago. His his pairing with the ever improving ever improving Will Brown. Were you not listening to me before no. ago? No, I missed miss that. Did I miss that completely? Yeah, you, you missed the whole thing. Did I miss yeah, the world? I think you're waving at me, trying to get me to stop talking rather yep. than listening. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, we'll take that one on the chin. Okay. So who wins though? Right. And by the oh, way, there could have been a Kiwi pairing. Could have been Stanaway Murphy. Well, yeah. That it was a Kiwi pairing. Actually, it is a Kiwi pairing. It's just that we're not going to be there. Yeah. That's right. And uh, who wins? Well, I gave you that. I gave you that at the top of the. When oh. we start talking about it, it's uh, pretty obvious. Okay. What's your dog's name? Spud. Spud. What sort of dog is he? Oh, I don't know. He's a mongrel. 
<laughs> Just a bit like me. Eight oh six. I'm more like a mongrel mongrel spud than I am a Murph Jack Russell. <laughs> Don't start me. Don't start me. 8.06 on race control. They're good friends at Repco. Coming next, we're going to talk to a a six-foot-three young Kiwi who's going to be taking the next step in his journey towards IndyCar. Hunter McElroy is next on race control. Ray joins us on SENZ and this edition of Race Control with news that got us all excited about two weeks ago. Hunter McElroy joins Andretti Motorsport and Indy Lights. Man, how cool is that, Hunter? It's incredible. Um, you know, I'm so happy to be in this position. It's, it's been definitely an awesome journey for me in the States. Uh, I didn't really expect, honestly, at some point this year, I, it was very tough. Um, I didn't really expect that I could have this opportunity, but, you know, the fact that we were able to kind of dominate the second half of the year really opened some doors for me and uh, a lot of effort from a lot of great people and investors and backers of mine uh, kind of gave me this opportunity and obviously from Andretti as well. So as soon as I kind of saw that was opportunity, um, took it with both hands and you know here I am. So I've had three test days in the car, which has been all very successful and all I can say is I'm so excited for next year. Hunter, the fact that Andretti Motorsport showed interest, did that make it easier to get more cash to get yourself into that position? Yeah, I mean, look, it's been for sure difficult, for sure. Um, I'm very lucky. I've had a lot of great sponsors throughout my career and just so many great people who have believed in me from the start, even before I got to the States. Um, But this year, the way I kind of got opportunity or should I say for next year was basically an investor program was set up where a lot of people have invested I guess you could say in my future earnings or a portion of my future earnings so uh, that would not have been possible without them it wouldn't have been possible without a great offer that Andretti gave me either Uh, but for sure you know along with all my great sponsors and backers that were with me before um, you know the category I'm racing in now is it, it costs millions of dollars. So to be in this in this spot and, and so close to IndyCar is definitely a dream come true. Talk to me about your impressions of Andretti Motorsport. It's been amazing. I mean, the first time I went for my seat fit, just showing up to the shop, uh, it's like, wow, you know, there's 200 cars parked out front. There's, you know, it's like a shopping center. It's <laughs> the size of it and just indie cars, sports cars, you name it. Pretty much everything apart from F1 cars they have there. And um, yeah, it's been just nothing short of a dream come true, really. Um, I feel so lucky uh, to be in this position, but you know, ultimately I feel like I do deserve it. Um, it's been lots of ups and downs at this point, uh, but you know, I have had an amazing career in the States till now, but I really feel like this is for sure what I need to kind of go to the next level. Um, and I feel realistically like I can go and win the Indy Lights Championship next year, which will give me a shot to go to IndyCar. Okay, I need you to tell me the difference in the amount of resource and type of resource you're going from and entering with Andretti. Yeah, I mean, it's been 
I've been very lucky to have been with such a great team before uh, joining Andretti, which is obviously Pat Racing. They're pretty much more like a family to me than a team. Um, they've given me so much opportunity and been so nice to me and just the way they included me in their kind of, not only the team, but the actual their actual family. And, and, you know, they put me up in their house and it's just been so great to have had people like that in the corner who kind of literally are like a second family to you. And basically, um, when I was outside the world, it helps a lot. Um, especially in COVID times. But, you know, I've had three seasons with these guys, uh, finished second in USF 2000, third in Indy Pro 2000, so many poles, so many wins, um, and, and lots of great memories. For sure, lots of lessons learned. And then now kind of moving to Andretti, it's just a whole different ball game. Um, obviously, coming from a super close-knit family team, you go into this... I guess you could say it's more than a business than a race team and just the structure, the amount of people, uh, just just so many different things. Um, you know, I guess the way you could describe it is they, they run it like an IndyCar team. You know, the people, uh, the even the, the way the engineering works, um, just so many different things. Uh, and that's not to take anything away from where I've been because... Uh, I guess it's just not even really comparable because it's just such a step up in the championship. Um, you know, the power of the car, everything like that. So um, I guess in one way, it's not like comparing apples to apples. It's more like apples to oranges. Um, but for sure, it's been a very, very big learning curve adopting to this new, I guess you could say, professional structure. When we talk about chassis, do you go to Andretti, get a new chassis? Is it all bright and shiny to start the season with? Or is what what happens? Yes, yeah, so I'm actually in the Indy Lights car that Colton Herder drove in um, in 2018, I believe. Um, they're Delara chassis, so it's not the same as Indy car, but it's very similar. So basically, hopefully in the next 12 months, it's a possibility that I'll get to do a test in IndyCar. And obviously, I hope to be in IndyCar in 2023. But the kind of cool fact is a seat in my Indy Lights car right now, that's directly transferable to the IndyCar. Uh, like, it's the same footprint, I guess you could say, the seat. So the chassis are similar. Like I said, not the same. Um, but, you know, the car's a beast. They're 500 horsepower. You know, we're doing over 300 kilometers an hour at certain tracks. Um, turbocharged, so first car driven with a turbo, which is very different too. Uh, but just like I said, lots and lots of learning, and for sure, when you show up and see all the shiny, shiny cars and <laughs> crazy big workshops, it uh, feels like a little bit of a dream. Yeah, the crazy thing is, you say it's the identical sort of fit for, for, for Herta, but mate, you, you're one of the tallest race car drivers going around. Was has that been an issue? Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm super tall. Um, I'm like six foot three, and I guess it's never really been something I've thought about because it's just my situation, right? Um, but one thing I will say, noticing what it's like in the Indy Lights car and kind of how I've been feeling, it's obviously a lot bigger car, which I, I guess I've only really noticed hopping in this car how much better I feel fitment-wise. Um, so. I think it's probably going to help me a little bit not even noticing. I just, you know, physicality-wise, you know, we're going so much faster. 
so much more error and, and things like that. But I don't really feel um, much fatigue at all, really. You know, I was kind of expecting to feel very, very tired after my first few days in the car. But, you know, being truthful, I feel less tired in this car, I think. And that probably has something to do with the fact of how much more room I have in it uh, being so tall. So uh, it's been nice, definitely. Um, it's like I can't really complain about in this car. Hey, um, you realise, though, going to an organisation like Andretti, results are what it's all about, right? So there's a different type of pressure, is there? Yeah, to be honest, I don't really have any pressure on myself because uh, the only pressure and, I guess, worry that I have had is if I didn't get this shot, to be honest. Um, So now I have this opportunity, I truthfully kind of believe that I just got to go and enjoy it now. You know, I know I'm going to work as hard as I can and I'm going to make sure that I make the most of this opportunity for everything that I have. And, you know, that's the race before or the preparation before every race, you know, fitness-wise, simulator-wise, looking at the data, looking at the footage, just trying to do everything I can to maximize everything. Um, And that's all I can do. I believe in myself. um, And judging by the way that testing's been going, I think it's going to be a great year. Well, mate, that's exciting. But uh, I suppose what's even more exciting is that they, they've sort of reorganized how the Indy Lights program works. So you're literally following the Indy car circus. So you're going to be uh, immersed in the whole package. Yeah, I mean, uh, the whole road to Indy's been great. Obviously, racing in USF and Indy Pro 2000, the first two steps on the road to Indy, it's kind of a part of the package is that you do follow the IndyCar circus, I guess you'd play around um, racing in front of those guys. But I guess the thing that's different now about, especially this year with Indy Lights, is that IndyCar has taken ownership back of Indy Lights um, or the Indy Lights Championship. So all that kind of means is, you know, we're now fully IndyCar sanctioned. Um, You know, even though we were IndyCar sanctioned before, there's going to be a lot of little differences. Like I believe, you know, prize money is going to be a lot more. Um, The coverage is going to be on live TV now. And just a lot of different things with, you know, obviously Roger Penske owns IndyCar, which owns Indy Lights. Um, And with Roger's kind of ownership, I think it's going to really give me a lot of kind of little extra sweetness in the deal, I guess you could say, uh, as an Indy Lights driver, I guess. Man, so, sorry, I mean, Kevin. It's worked out actually great timing. Oh, man, that's, that's brilliant. Um, when was the last time you saw your family? Yeah, that's kind of been the only thing that's probably not been going great right now. Um, uh, I haven't seen my family since the end of January. Um, so it's been tough, obviously, with the, the problems around the world that are going on right now, um, particularly at home. But, uh, you know, it could be really worse. I've, I've got the chance to be living my dream over here, which I'm doing. Um, and I'm super lucky to have the great support of my family. So I hope in the next few months, maybe the start of next year, that we can sort out a way to kind of catch up with them again when it fits, obviously, my schedule is really busy now with all the testing I've got going on. Um, and the quarantine kind of rules, I can't really fit it in. Um, so I think next year, early next year, I should be able to catch up with them again. So I really can't wait for that. Well, Hunter, we are super pumped that you've made Indy Lights. Will we be able to watch you as well uh, do your thing? And I think with the talent you have, I don't think IndyCar is too far away. Mate, thanks so much for giving me your time. And uh, if it's the only time we talk to you, happy Christmas.
Thank you very much, man. I really appreciate uh, first all support. And anytime you uh, get in touch with me to come on, you can pretty much guarantee I'll be here. We'll keep you to that, buddy. Just don't don't become a superstar too quick. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to, to be honest. I'll try. Good. He's a he's a good young rooster. Is our good friend Hunter McElroy and Andy Lightsmurf at eight twenty three here on Race Control the Repco, and the fact that Roger Penske has brought Indy Lights back into the fold, that's huge because he he's basically in front of all the Indy car teams year round. Well, it has been in the fold. It's not it's not like it's um, been separate well, under uh, okay, series so or greater way. control then. Well, yeah. Well, no. I think it's even just more emphasis uh, on on what the stepping stones are, and he's also taken back control of road to Indy as well. So he, you know, he's a guy that sees big picture, hmm. and he knows that IndyCar is growing again in its stature and its popularity. It's you know the, the amount of fans that are getting in there, the international drivers that are more and more international drivers that are that are in there, and just you know how exciting IndyCar racing is and and he knows that there's um, the opportunity to to take those feeder categories, the one, all the ones that Hunter's been through, and and put more focus on it, mm. and and really really promote it as as um, those steps to become an IndyCar driver. And and they need more cars in Indy Lights. I think Hunter, when I was speaking to him, you know, they were suggesting there might be like 15 mm. cars. It's been struggling for a little while, but when Scott Dixon was over there racing Indy Lights and and winning, that, that was a big field of cars. Mm. And and the connection between Indy Lights and IndyCar was tighter and the and the focus was very much there and the Indy Lights IndyCar teams were taking their IndyCar drivers from Indy Lights just you know year after year after year and, and I think that connection was has sort of gone a little bit it's been lost a bit but now definitely without doubt um, with Roger in charge he's going to to grow that emphasis again around and that's just awesome and the timing the timing around that for Hunter is just awesome to to see that you know IndyCar teams are going to be wanting to probably put more, you know, put some effort into actually maybe running their own Indy Lights teams down the line and, and just like Andretti Autosport are doing. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Looking I, forward to I, it. I like the idea. It sounds like he's got the old sort of Scott Dixon investors idea, take a bit of my money out of me to pay you back, which 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 I like. Uh, but you, when you talk about investing in it, uh, the winner's prize purse for 2022 is a $1.3 million IndyCar advancement price. So basically $1.3 million to go to you to go to IndyCars. Hopefully uh, there's Indy IndyCar test for the top three in the standings. So it's all that you can you can see the progression going all the right ways. And you know, again, we talk, you know, we talked to Matt Campbell tonight. We talked to another young racer that's got their head totally screwed on and has got some has got some real talent, right? I mean, his father, Andy McElroy, uh, was a pretty handy handy driver himself. He runs the he's run been running Porsches. In fact, Matt Campbell ran Porsches uh, for Andy McElroy when I think he, he he won a championship. So it's all pretty exciting stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, Andy's um, been around the game for a very long time. Runs a very successful organisation in in Australia now, and and has been hugely obviously supportive, but has limited amounts of uh, ability to fund what's required. I mean, it's well over a million US dollars to race in Indy Lights um, at any given time, and so you know um, Hunter has gone through that that. Um, yeah, that, that fight to try and find funding and, and people to, to pay for his motorsport or, or be involved in it. And the whole the whole situation there now is is a popular way to do that. And uh, when you don't have a dad that can just write the cheque, is to sell basically um, 
shares in you in your future. Yeah. And uh, he's he's managed to do that very successfully. And that, and that comes from being being obviously successful in the other categories and he's proven that and, and he's been recognised in the States and he's got people that, that want to be a part of his future either because they want the investment or just because they want to um, give him the chance or pay, you know, help pay for the chance for him to yeah. succeed and, and see his dream and, and so far you know, everything is aligning um, with him, you know, making that next jump and being aligned with someone like Andretti with the Ooh, power wow. that they have, you know, it's so, so, so exciting for him. So that's that's huge. I just can't wait to actually get over there in some stage, uh, hopefully maybe next year and, and see some of this action live and, and uh, be up close and personal with it because it's, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's really going places. Oh, I feel a Sky Speed special coming on. Hey, will, your, will your new cast still be over there or will it be back home by now, then? No, I'll be, I'll be hopefully back in February. Oh, have you have you have you seen it at all? Have you seen any pictures of it actually mm. rolling on it's on, its, first, on its rubber? Yeah. What does it look like? First road test last week. Actually, R- remind me what it is. It's a Dodge Charger. Why did you go quiet? You don't want to tell anyone about it, do you? Is that what you should I not ask the question? Asking too many questions. Okay. Too many questions. Yeah, okay. I got to be honest with you. I've seen the pictures. It's yellow. Sanjay, our producer, has got a huge smile on his face. Yellow Dodge Charge, mate. It is mega. I didn't think yellow was going to be cool, but the way Murph's had it done, it is mega. You know, it's it's something to make you get a little bit okay, exci- carry on. excited. Hey, I'm, I'm giving you a wrap. Back the truck up. I don't want okay. to Okay. Don't 8.28. Want. You've got less than 20 minutes if you want to be the winner of our Bring in the Bathurst. Come on, people. Bring in the Bathurst. $800. 800 bucks. Man cave pack. So if you want to win that... We're going to take a random caller from over the last three weeks. We've kept all your names. But if you want to try and snake your way in there, you never know. 0800 150811. Watch my lips. 0800 150811. Be a winner, winner, chicken dinner here. Here comes the hot snapper. I'm the lyrical gangster. Big up the crew in the area. Still have you like that. 8.33, this is Race Control with Repco on a Wednesday evening with Stephen McIver and Greg Murphy. We're going to talk local motorsports shortly, but I want to go back to something we really didn't uh, dig super deep into, which was the pairings for Bathurst. Now, uh, so here's a question for you. What was the best pairing that you had at Bathurst when you won the four? Oh, no, you can't separate them. You can't separate them and say one was better Okay, than okay. The no, no, okay. Let me, let, me, let me ask this question in a different way then. What was the difference? What were the differences in the pairings? And, and well, yeah, okay. So, well, I mean, the, the first time round, uh, you know, I was with Craig Lowndes. He just won, won the, uh, the Touring Car Championship in 1996. Oh, I didn't and, know that. I didn't uh, know we that. Were, yeah, so in 95, when we were first teamed up together, uh, we were just in the second car. Brock and Mazira were the lead drivers, and they were, you know, teammates that year. And, and then, and then uh, Craig, you know, got the Guernsey for 1996 to be alongside Brock. So we we teamed up in '95 as a, a bit of a, you know, a very young, the youngish, youngest pairing, I should say. And then uh, went on to to win Sandown and Bathurst in '96 after after Craig had won the, the championship on debut, which, you know, so he was the he was the superstar. He was the up and coming, you know, um, next generation 
uh, or the start of the you know the uh, introduction of the next generation. So then we were together, and and we were the youngest winners ever um, in 1996 to to take out the the race. So that was that was quite special. Well, obviously incredibly special. What, what, and then 99 was uh, was sorry. What was Lowndes like as a co-driver? Well, no, I was the co-driver. Trust me, he was the lead driver. <laughs> so uh, yes, very much it needed to be put in that in the, around that way. Well, I mean, okay, uh, he was just, he was a, he was just a superstar. Yeah, I mean, okay. he, and you know, he went on to to be you know that uh, uh, fill that that space as superstar yeah, sort of okay. numero uno, number one driver there for quite a long time. All right, number two. Um, so, uh, well, the next one was with Stephen Richards, and we were teammates oh, wow. that year, and at. Um, uh, Gibson Motorsport came out racing in '99, and uh, you know we weren't expected to. We certainly were not anyone's pick for that race because we, you know, we were we were average at best throughout that year. Um, as a as a you know as a team, we were you know we weren't one of the top teams. We we battled away and got some reasonable results, but we certainly weren't. I think I finished sixth in the championship that year, so that wasn't too bad. But we you know we weren't certainly favourites or um, anyone's pick to win win Bathurst. But between the two of us, Richo and I, when we were driving to Bathurst early that week, the lead up to the race, you know we we actually I vividly recall it. We were driving there and spent the whole the whole trip talking about. Other combinations and other other people, and and we, we basically ticked everybody off as being you know at that, with their weaknesses. We and we honestly believed that we had the best combination driver wow. combination um, for Bathurst, and we know we didn't have the best car, but we we believed we had the best uh, a very good team, some very good people, and we'd have a very good strategy, and we knew that the two of us would be able to drive that car flat out for the entire race at a at a very similar place pace where we believed other teams and other combinations you know had a, probably a, a, an A driver and the B and the next driver probably wasn't going to be able to, to replicate and and that's effect, effectively how it worked out wow that that, that must have been an intriguing conversation that's confidence though right you're going you you're spending that long drive which is what is it a 4 hour drive from sydney to bathurst about four, four and a half. No, 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 from uh, Melbourne. Oh, from, no, oh, from gosh, Melbourne. Even, even further. I mean, because yeah. uh, Stephen Richards, he, he, he's quite a special when it comes to being a co-driver, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, uh, what's he? Has he got? Has he got five? I think he's. Oh, got he's got. Five, he's got five. He's I mean, got one more than he me. just seems to be that that Pretty guy. Sure I mean, do you think the secret to Stephen Richards is is simply consistency? He was very consistent, and, and yeah, and I think um, you know he never got close to winning a championship. But he, you know, he's very successful up there on the mountain, a little bit like his, his dad, I suppose. Um, you know, just a, a, a good journeyman and, and very reliable. On, on you know, Bathurst had a special sort of uh, affinity with the place as well. I suppose a little bit like I did. Okay, that's number two. So number three. Well, it's pretty basic. The last three and four with Rick Kelly, we we just made a, a really great combination. And you know, Rick's first, oh, well, the, the only two wins he got were with 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 me, or we were together in '03 and '04. And in '03, it was his first year as a full time driver as well. And so we were teammates in the uh, at the Kmart Racing Team, and that was his first year full time. Oh, oh, hold on, was first full time or first? Because he was in the Young Lions. I don't think he did a full year the year before. I can't remember. But anyway. Um, he was, you know, we joined forces that year, and and uh, he was, you know, very talented, very very fast, and and uh, you know we we took out O three, and then we went back a year later, and he was a, again a, a more mature 
uh, um, faster driver than he'd been the year before. He was, you know, it was fantastic. So we had a great relationship. The big, big age difference between us, but we got on very, very well as and um, enjoyed each other's company and and made a good team. Why, why do you think you were so successful at Bathurst? Well, I wasn't as successful as I would have liked. To oh, you I mean, okay? But you got four, mate. That's a multiple. Not many people even get one, yeah. if any. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. There's lots of drivers that are very good up there that never achieved and, and whereas, you know, won championships. Um, Glenn Seaton never won Bathurst, but he was, you know, one of the best touring car drivers mm, of all time. Yes, he was. So it, it's just the way it, it plays out in many respects. These drivers that are as good as me, you know, as good as I was up, up there, but um, just their timing, you know, right place, right time, just uh, didn't... didn't didn't play out, whereas it did for me in, in those 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 years, and you know, in other other podiums as well. You know, it was it was uh, definitely a, a pretty happy hunting ground. Yeah, cl- cliched question, but if you'd had the opportunity to win a championship, would you put that over Bathurst? I've lost you. I'm, uh, can you hear me? Hello, Spinner. Come in, Spinner. Are you there? Oh, there we go. Yeah, now I'm back. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. No worries. That's just one of those things. Don't so, cliched question. This is a repeat. The theme seems like Groundhog Day. If you'd had the chance to win a championship, would that have been better than winning four Bathursts? Uh, yeah, that's a... Yeah, I know of, that's a weird uh, one, one, right? One of those questions, isn't it? Well, Jamie um, Winkup says so. championship. Jamie Winkup, we asked that question about two years ago when he was out here with the V8s when we could go and talk to people because they're the supercars around. And he said championships because you work and work all year around and that's what makes it worthwhile so he doesn't he puts an emphasis on the championships or seven of his uh rather than winning bathurst i am so sorry there i had something going else going on in my ear and i don't i don't know where it was coming from so um you'll have to repeat some of that there Stephen. i don't know what was going on there Okay, I had some extra extra sound, so you were being dubbed over the top of. I'm oh, that could have, was that Sanjay? Was Sanjay? Were you trying to find something, weren't you? Oh, Sanjay, uh, Sanjay, did you find what I asked you to find? I can't because it's it's messing it's messing with Murph. Okay, okay, so Murph, simply uh, <laughs> championship or Bathurst. Uh, oh, listen, check because well. These days, you, it's a little bit different. So when I first started, Super, uh, Bathurst wasn't part of the championship, right? So I yep. raced for, I don't know how many years it was. I actually really don't know the, now. I can't remember when when all the races became part of the championship. It might have been 2000, early 2000s, right? But So before that, it was separate. So you, you did your, the, the touring car or the championship, the Supercars championship, and then... Uh, which was um, before the endurance races, and then and then they joined it all together. I can't remember when it was. So, so when it, when it was all together, winning the championship. If you win the championship, um, you know that is a massive achievement. And I would have loved to have managed to, you know, in one year, if they could have said, okay, this year you can win Bathurst or you can win the championship, I would have said win the, the championship. Because if you do that, it means you've been you've been good all the way yeah. through the season and been the best. The, the best guy wins the championship. It's as simple as that. And I would have liked to have been the best for a year. You could argue, though, that in 2017 when um, when Scotty banged, uh, was it Lowndes, and did handed Jamie the cha- championship in, in, uh, in Newcastle, that maybe that wasn't the case, the best didn't win that year? Well, yeah, but you could argue that 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 was the case because I mean they, they took the, the fight went down to the wire, absolutely down the wire, and, and there'll always be things through there. Go, oh well, if yeah, but if that had happened, yeah. or if that had happened, or if that had happened, but at the end of the day, they didn't. So, you know, um, that's the way it goes. You've got to be in it to win it, and you've got to be there at the finish as well, don't you? What is it about the mountain? 
When, is it is it is it when you oh, when you come over that any, crest and you see uh, you know Bathurst on the hill, or is it what is it from a driver's perspective that draws you to the mountain? You go, oh yeah, baby, I cannot wait. Oh well, it, once you've started racing, I mean, if you've started motorsport and you, and you you know you've um, you've you're going and you're, you're part of the support categories, uh, you know, at, 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 at big events like supercar events and stuff. And naturally, then there's the the aura about that place which, which draws you in. I mean, it, as soon as you look like there's the potential that you're going to be have some success in motorsport, then, you know, up pops, you know, the greatest race in Australasia. And straight away that becomes, you know, um, a focal point. It's just it's just natural from this part of the world. I mean, you know, from when uh, me and so many others, uh, successful supercar, touring car drivers, um, you know, started having a, uh, a following or an interest in motorsport, it, you know, within a few seconds after that, you, you know, you're looking at Bathurst as being the big race for the year. So it's just a, a natural thing down this part of the world that, um, you know, takes uh, your interest very, very, very early on because it's so special. History. History history yeah. makes things special, right? Yeah, you're yeah, right. Well, history is what repeating it. Well, history Stories. Is History's repeating itself this year because uh, for the second time in a row, they're not going to run the, the transporter and driver parade uh, because of COVID. Yet, mm. yet... They have no caps on the crowds at the venue itself. Now, is that are we are we trying yeah, to safeguard sure. are we trying to safeguard the drivers I there? I, I I find that bonkers. I but I sort of know. thought to myself because you know what the driver parades are. The drivers are and the transporters. Yeah, the drivers are on the transporters. The drivers and the transporters. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the reasons are. I, I mean, I haven't read the article, but I did see the headline, so I don't, I don't understand exactly what that what that. Oh, I don't know. Mate, actually. It's not because they're starting so early in the week, is it? Is it? Maybe uh, something to do with that. I mean, the event starts on Tuesday, so maybe that's part of the reason. I, yeah, I, I'm I, not I, sure. I, I don't it's know. A, it's a, but um, but okay, it's a little disappointing. But we'll leave that there because we finally tracked down Jeff Short because uh, local motorsport has had a rough deal and not being able to do things. But Jeff uh, Short, who's the promoter for Speedworks, is uh, going to give uh, have an open GT weekend at Hampton Downs. He joins us right now. G'day, Jeff. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Yeah, you're good, mate. Uh, Murph's on the line as well. Uh, open weekend of GT racing at Hampton Downs. A little bit excited about that? Oh, look, it's looking amazing, actually, with the field that we've got coming along. It's um, pretty exciting to see the, the Brabham for the first time, and it looks like we're going to have eight GT3 cars lining up on the grid, along with a whole lot of GT4 cars, Porsches. Um, yeah, if everyone, everyone turns up that are talking about it, it's going to be a, an amazing grid. It's been a, a real challenging year, hasn't it, again? I mean, I, I sort of, you look at all the things that have gone on and all the people that have uh, suffered, uh, businesses that have suffered, um, and we focus very much on hospitality and tourism and, and um, you know, all the small business owners. But um, we sort of, motorsport gets forgotten, really. It's not just uh, people going out to the track and hooning around. There's, there's a lot of operations that are full-time, a lot of people employed, a lot of services to motorsport that um, have uh, done it really, really tough uh, so far this year, especially with you know, postponements and cancellations of events, hasn't he? Oh, look, it's, I guess it's the world we're living in it right at the moment. And I see, we, I talked to Kat, my partner, about what we're going through at the moment. We seem to be doing three times as much work to try and get an event off the ground and then obviously sometimes not being able to make that happen is really disappointing but 
um, we're, we're better off than a lot of other people, I guess, out in the world. So um, we just sort of take it on the chin and keep on pushing forward. Um, but there are some exciting things happening for this year. I mean, COVID's kind of created opportunity, I guess, around the sport. And we're seeing some very, very cool things happening within the sport right at the moment. Uh, where does the Twitter 86 Championship uh, stand as far as getting a proper start date? Um, so we're, we're looking to start in January. I mean, we, we are going to be at that event on the 18th and 19th of January at Hampton Downs, but we've got so many new drivers that we felt that it was a good opportunity December? to do, do a mean? training. Do you mean? December? Sorry? Not January? Sorry, December. December. Like, 18th, 86th. 18th and 19th yep. of December at Hampton Downs. Yes, yeah, sorry, you're exactly right. Um, it's, it's a bit of training, I and mean, we've got a couple of drivers that have actually never actually been in, a, in an 86 car yet, so... It was important to give them some time to settle in and understand the cars and and be ready for Jan- you're right Murph January the 15th 16th at Highlands um, and obviously going to that track it was important that we actually had those drivers prepared and ready to go for the season. Um, so just on the event that is in December there, uh, 18th and 19th, wasn't it? It's not 17th, 18th. It's uh, 18, 19. Um, what's 18, the 19, go yeah. with um, public? Uh, public being able to come along? Looking at what we're sort of anticipating, and I guess we're all anticipating, um, if we're in orange light in the Waikato, we we can have unlimited public. Um, It looks like the restriction will be around either vaccination passports or whether it's a negative test as well. We're not sure on that detail at the moment. Obviously, that'll become clearer um, hopefully on the 29th of November. Um, but we, we, I, I mean, I've got a feeling that with what we've got there and motorsport fans that want to get out and see some local motorsport, we, we're certainly going to give it a push in those last two weeks once we know we've got the, the green light, not the orange light, to, to actually make that happen. Um, so certainly keen, keen to get as many people along as we possibly can. We're going to be the pioneers, I guess, in, in, in events almost because that'll be really the first weekend that any major event can happen outside of um, Auckland's lockdown. So um, I know we're, we're nervous about it, but we're also determined to get the sport going again and, and actually crack on with it. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate the time. Pretty excited about that. It's 8.49, our winner of the Bathurst Repco Pack coming next. Time to give away our $800 bath. Bring in the Bathurst Man Cave Pack. Thanks to our friends at Repco. And Gary, yeah, uh, Gary Boyd, are you there? I am indeed. Uh, Murph, would you like to tell him what we are ringing him for, please? Gary, um, we're ringing you because you rang us and gave us the right answer, which was Ripco, Bathurst 1000. And uh, you have won the Man Cave, $800 Man Cave pack, thanks to Ripco. Well done, my friend. Oh, you rappers. That's that's made the week, the month. You little beauty! (laughs) Uh, So I'm assuming you've got a place to put your man cave stuff, Gary. I think I'm sort of sitting in it at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, big rubbish room at home. That could use a few more toys. Well, Murph's Murph's. That's the go. Murph's you are the right winner. You are the perfect man for that. And we know you're, we hear you're a big rally fan too. Oh, spend too many hours following rally. NZRC when you're competing there, Murph. 
done a couple of trips oh, overseas stuff, to Port Hayden, Patton and WRC. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Love so, rally. Okay, well, so one, final, to you. one final question, winner, winner, because we're just about out of time here. Uh, 17 of the last 18 World Rally Championships have been won by Frenchman, Kun Sebastian. What year and who won it that wasn't? Oh, 10 2019. Ah! <laughs> oh, I didn't get that. Money. I I couldn't believe that's well done. That well done to you, mate. Gary, congratulations. congratulations, mate. You win our Bring in the Bathurst $800 pack. We'll get all the details and have Bring a... in the Bathurst, baby. <laughs> we are done for this edition of Race. Oi, Tanik, just like that. Man, that guy knows his yeah. rally. And we trust you well like done. your motorsport as well. We're back next Thursday with Race Control and Repco. See you then, Murph. Ciao. Ciao.